0: that's interesting because that's not where my armband is at the moment but we'll get get into that a little bit later
1: Hello and welcome back to Jory's FPL. My name is Dan. I am one half of Jory's FPL and I'm joined again by the other half of Jory's FPL, Stephen. Stephen, how are you, pal?
0: I'm not bad, Dan. I'm starting to walk now. Been to the bogging back, so things are looking a bit better <laughs> for me at the moment.
1: I was going to say, I haven't said much about the leg. Are you off grafting that leg or can't drive? Or what's a crack?
0: Nah, I've still been working, like just been working from home. Um yeah. I did try and drive today, and it was a bit awkward, um, but I, I, they were saying I wasn't wasn't meant to be start walking until after two weeks, so I'm a bit ahead of schedule at the minute.
1: Of course you are. but You better be careful when you're driving, though, because there's something in insurance policies. If you have a crash or something, when you've got a broken leg, they won't cover you.
0: Yes, I've heard that. Heard that from the mother.
1: <laughs> yeah, I bet you did. Mm. So be careful. Um... Game week 10 is not quite over yet. We are currently watching Forest Villa. Another 15 minutes left. But I can't imagine any outcome from this game will affect many people's rank points total. I mean, Nico Williams has came off the bench, so you're only getting one point out of him if you've started him. Mm. So uh, probably nothing more to report on, Stephen. So how has the game week gone for you?
0: Well, it's been decent. Um, I've got 73 points overall. Um, My returnees this game week were... Cancelo with an 18-pointer. Trippier with 7. Bowen with 7. Zaha with 5. Son with 6. Haaland as captain with 12. Tony with 5. And Big Dom Solanke the Goat with 8. <laughs> so it's been a decent week overall. Only three that blanked this week, um, which are probably this, people, most people be in the same boat. Um, it feels like there's a lot of returnees. Um, and that was Guaita, James and Madison so i've ended up with a game week rank of 978k at the moment taking me from 135k to 95k um, nice. but it may just end up as being a small green arrow after this game and when the auto subs come into play so we'll wait and see mm-hmm. with that one um no benching nightmares as of yet um we'll unless them. unless uh nico williams manages to do something a lot part of this game um <laughs> But transfer success-wise, I brought in Bowen for Diaz this game week. A uh, four-point positive difference for that. And it looks like Diaz might be out until after the World Cup now. So oh, it's, looking, wow. it's looking a good transfer. Yeah, I hadn't realised his injury was that bad. I mean,
1: we'll talk about Liverpool a little bit later, probably, Stephen. But I think Diaz was probably the only player people were debating keeping from the Liverpool assets. And obviously now that yeah. looks completely out the window.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're going to speak a little about Liverpool a little bit later on because they're in a bad run of form at the minute. But yeah, I think out of all the players at Liverpool, Diaz was the one I was probably looking to to get back when the the fixtures turn. But that's probably going to change now. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: A little bit about my team then, Stephen. I've ended on 65 points, um, which has been a game week rank of 2.8 million. So it's quite interesting to see that as... 8 points has got like, well, pretty much 2 million game week rank difference. Uh, Obviously just shows that quite a lot of people are getting similar points this week, obviously. Uh, Overall rank looks like it's going to drop from about 43k to 59k. So definitely not catastrophic, uh, still 10 points above the average. Me and you both had a little look at live FPL before the um, Liverpool Arsenal game,
0: Steve. It was looking good, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> it was looking <laughs> fantastic. I was sitting at about 17k uh, overall rank, but no players from either of those teams has made that uh, well, pretty much a 40k rank drop from there. Yeah. Um, similar to you, Stephen, uh, Trippy, Cancelo returnees, Bowen, Son, and Zahar returnees, Haaland Cap, uh, and I've got a Wilson assist up top with five pointer. However, not similar to you, Stephen, I've had a couple of benching nightmares. Mm. Um, if you follow at Jordy's FPL on Twitter, you'll see what I'm talking about. It was extremely close for me to be playing uh, Solange or James Justin. Um, yeah, I was pretty much set on Justin throughout the week, but then just before the deadline, I had a little bit of a panic. Actually, you know, it is. it wasn't even before the deadline because I was thinking it was a, There was obviously going to be a half twelve kickoff, so you know, I was rushing to get my team done and stuff for the morning, so I could forget about it. Not realising that, obviously, I had an extra couple of hours. Not that would have made much a difference, to be honest, anyways. So, uh, yeah, Solange is sitting first sub for me um, with Justin with a one-point. I was actually at one point praying that Rhys James wasn't going to come on, but I think I knew the likeliness was that he uh, he was obviously going to get some minutes under his belt. Uh, Pereira is also on my bench, but I can't rue that too much because he was never really uh, in contention to start so I don't mind those ones it's it's the ones where you are really debating it yeah. that, uh, that really hurts but uh, yeah that's how I've looked this week I'm quite happy with my team going forward I'm quite happy with the team now is there any the only thing I would question maybe is obviously Reese James being benched they've kept a clean sheet 3-0 comfortable win against albeit a poor Wolves side
0: that's a bit frustrating James...
1: isn't it it is but and James seems like for me at the well, at the moment, definitely the only Chelsea player I'm really debating. Sterling as well, maybe, but obviously he was benched as well. Mm. Should we be worried about that? Obviously, Potas came in and he's honestly changed the thing around the formation. Couldn't even tell the formation. Fucking Pudisic was starting, for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, is rotation risk going to be massive for him at Chelsea because of the size of the squad he's got? or oh, do you reckon he's just trial and, trial and error and things at the moment? Obviously, they've got Champions League which could count towards it a little bit.
0: Well, I was really surprised that he dropped James. Um, I think he's Chelsea's best player, in all honesty. He's a monster in terms of FPL as well. Um, But yeah, I think he is just sort of trialling out different formations. He's actually bringing most of the squad into the game, whereas Tuchel had a pretty much set 11, didn't he? Um, Yeah. But yeah, I think I think he has just given everyone a chance and they got away with it against Wolves because they're such a poor team at the moment. They don't look like very good going forward and they're not no. as good as defensively as what they were previous. So I think he was probably wise to do it against Wolves. But I think if you try that formation in that team against another, uh, a better team in the league, I think they might struggle a little bit more and they would need to rely on having James and Sterling in the squad. In the line, yes, yeah,
1: so, certainly. But I mean, looking at the fixtures, you've got them in for the fixtures. But you're looking at Villa uh, next weekend, which is obviously you've got Milan during the week, mm. it's potentially another potential option to drop them for that one. Brentford will be played on the Wednesday. Then Man United on the on the Saturday again, so it feels like he could well be dropped for one of those games. I hope he's not, and I mean he's going nowhere for me.
0: You've just got um, to look at who's coming in for him, though. And it's Aspillaqueta. He's been very poor this season. Picks up needless yellow cards, sharing there as well. So I just can't think. You, I don't think you can drop James over a sustained period for Aspillaqueta. Maybe a few well, years
1: ago. I hope you're right, Stephen. I certainly <laughs> do. Um, anything else that's sort of bothering you about Merzio wild wildcard team now that we're two game weeks in obviously Zaha hasn't really lit it up as much as we would like to have done
0: that's it I think, I think you know what's bothering me Dan come on then please tell us well the players that I've took out on the wildcard seem to be firing don't they Eze with a goal <laughs> on the weekend um, Saka with two goals three <laughs> bonus so I think you're pr- Asking that little probing question, you know what the answer's going to be.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, I took Martinelli out, but I'm trying to make myself feel a bit better and say that Bowen or Madison was my Martinelli replacement. Mm. When in reality, if you look at a price point, it was a horse. So maybe I am just asking that just to try and make myself feel a little bit better about myself. Um, but look, we're both doing all right in the past two game weeks. The wild card's definitely worked um Set up well for the next game week. Obviously, we'll talk about plans potentially going forward. Um, obviously, I ruled this week. Um, you played a transfer, which of course came in well. So you kind of you kind of be frustrated not having two going into this game week. Um, but we could probably talk about a few things that happened in the last game week. Maybe there's a few things that are upcoming that we need to keep a little eye on. Yeah. Um, should we just start by asking what the fuck's going on with Liverpool? I mean, the individuals have been expecting to do well, aren't firing. Clop um, seems a little bit tetchy there's a lot going on is there anything that we can put, put it down to from the outside looking out
0: well, losing 3-2 to Arsenal is nothing to be ashamed about, first of all, because the form that they're in at the moment, um, I was actually expecting Arsenal to win, Um, mm-hmm. but it is the form prior to Arsenal which is the real worry, and the conceding goals very early on in games at the moment, um, as highlighted by the one in the first minute <laughs> yesterday, uh... which means that they're really chasing games from the start, and they're giving the opponents a head start in the match, and previous years the have still done that and came back but I just think how competitive the Premier League is now they're really struggling to get back into games when they concede first so early in the game.
1: But we're seeing how competitive the Premier League is now I mean it's not changed much from the back end of last season to this season you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I mean if you, if you look at it like you could say the win against us that's an extra two points pretty lucky last game lucky. last uh, kick of the season last kick of the season last kick of the game Um yeah, something's not right and individually I think yeah. you're looking at some of the top performers who have been a top performers for a little while now Trent I, I feel like he's getting picked on a little bit there's, and there's definitely things that could be course. done differently yeah definitely things that could be done Better defensively and positionally and things like that. But because somebody's brought it up a few weeks ago, it's been highlighted. I actually missed the first goal yesterday because I was sorting the little one out. And when I turned around, the camera was panned on Trent. Mm, And they were talking about it so much. I thought he must have scored the own goal. I hadn't seen the goal or anything like that. But then to see how it was, yes, he's probably lost his man. But to see the media go straight at him just shows that he has been made the scapegoat. So maybe he's yeah. not doing as bad. It's like a bit like McGuire, you know what I mean? Makes a few mistakes and he's, you know, his tight as bramble.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think individual-wise, basically all the team, separate uh, Diaz and Firmino, is out of form. Um, especially, obviously, the defense. Fabinho's looked really bad, but not much has been said about him, and they don't really have anyone who can come in for him. Um, he's obviously out yeah. of form, picks up a lot of knocks as well. I think that's a real issue for them that they can't they can't have someone that replaces Fabinho in the team, and obviously that's highlighted yesterday because they were playing pretty much like a four-two-four, weren't they, in the end? Yeah, certainly.
1: Yeah, and I think the midfield three has been highlighted a fair bit on my timeline, anyways, and people are talking about oh. You know, this Liverpool um, free only worked well when it was prime Thiago and prime Fabinho. They haven't went from prime last, <laughs> you're talking like four months ago. you kind of go from prime to like totally useless in the space mm-hmm. of four months. It's just something's obviously not clicking. And well, I was thinking about it before. You know what it stinks a lot of? That season where Chelsea finished 10th in the Sac Mourinho.
0: Aye, and then they come I, back and win it's... the league the next year. It
1: stinks. It stinks of that, but without the Klopp sacking, I can't say even if they did end up finishing eighth or ninth, I don't. I think if anything, Klopp would still walk. I don't think they would get rid of him. Yeah. But even even he seems a little bit on edge. He doesn't know what's going on. He, he's talked in his recent press about well, this time has got to come. We've played at such an intensity for six seven years, but you know they've got City up next. Uh, we he are marked getting the Liverpool assets in for game week twelve, but it's a bit up in the air now really isn't it And can yeah. it, I can't imagine anything in the City game going to be changing minds
0: That's true, I mean Klopp's been there seven years now and this is probably the most difficult spell to date, they did have a, a difficult period a few seasons ago didn't they, when they, they weren't winning at home they were getting beat quite a bit at Anfield, I remember Burnley That's right, with the Fulham, turned that them Burnley over. took them off Aye, but from a team player perspective, um, it seems like there's been a slight shift in their tactics culminating in Salah played as a right mid at the minute. Looks like it might just be because they're trying to fit Nunes into the team. Um, and he's sort of getting into the position Salah used to get in. But also they've got a reluctance uh, to drop the back line deeper as well. They're still playing with a very high line. And against players like Martinelli, you just cannot withstand it. Surely they've got to realise now that them type of games are going to have to play with a deeper line because, like you say, it made Trent look a bit daft in the first minute, although he wasn't the, the main reason why they conceded. He was, obviously, his, his man that lost out on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's certainly, obviously, they've got this vocal point, a proper number nine now, but, I mean, I try to cast my mind back, Stephen, I can't remember the last time that Liverpool had a proper number nine, you know, obviously, fabinho has been there for a few years now, he's the one who's dropped into the ten, it was always talked about. Um, have they had a proper number nine since
0: like Suarez times? I can't really think, and obviously that's that's pre Klopp. The big man that was at Southampton that went there. What was his name? Ricky Lambert. <laughs> uh, he was there. <laughs> <I forgot laughs>
1: well, that's what him. I'm talking about. You know, Klopp's never played in a team where he's had that vocal point number nine. Yeah. Obviously, the number nine sort of it felt a little bit extinct for a little while. Then it was like rejuvenated by Haaland and Kane a little bit. Kane seemed to be the only one. Kane and Lewandowski were the only ones floating about for a little bit. It seems to have been uh, rejuvenated a little bit, but um, maybe he's just in light blue and not quite in red.
0: Yeah. No, I think Bisuma would have been a better signing for Liverpool in their current Mm. state. I think he would have fit well into their midfield. Um, But if we're going to go back to, from an FPL perspective, they have got a lovely fixture run from game week 12, which we've mentioned a few times. But now it's a question of who to get in with the amount of shots. Nunes gets per game. I'm probably going to either look at him or Jota.
1: Right. That's interesting. I mean I think the Nunes one would require probably quite a few different transfers to try and fit these guys in. Um
0: Especially. that's the problem. Yeah. That's the
1: problem I think. And I think it is I think if you are going to go for Liverpool, I think you need to do it from Game Week twelve because if they have a if they turn the corner in game week twelve, I mean who have they got? They've got um West Ham, Forest, Leeds will be the three from 12 to 14. You want to get them in for all three of those fixtures. There's no yeah, point going definitely. in in them in 13 once they've already beat, say, uh, West Ham 3 yeah. 0 or something like that.
0: The prices so would have risen it, by then as well, wouldn't it? So
1: Yeah, so it's, it's going to be you're going to have to do it early. You're probably going to do it off absolutely no data or reason into doing it, but saying that though, Stephen, we've got in Bowen and Madison on a wild card, <laughs> uh, both teams were in the bottom three, I believe, and both both players have done really well for us, so I think you know, if, you know what Liverpool can do, so I think you're going it's, to it's a risk probably because they could well get turned over by a massive amount by City and no one's touching the assets, but I think you've you just got to sort of trust that they're, gonna, they're not going to stay around the mid-table for the rest of the season, do you know what I mean? Like You've just got to take the risk, I think, but it felt like Diaz was an easy risk to take because then you could have just went price to Foden after, yeah, yeah. yeah so. But um, but that's not going to be the case. Um, if you're looking for a cheaper options, obviously going to be Firmino, Jota, or Nunes, who are all of course forward so it's not as easy to manoeuvre. If you are going to pay the big bucks and go Salah, that's some. That's probably likely going to be a couple of transfers because there's not many players around about his price point at the minute other than KDB. So. Uh,
0: Anyone you're looking at I want, from them?
1: I've, I want Salah, to be honest, but I, I need to see more. But it, yeah. It's a hard one, isn't it? He's on the penalties, do you know what I mean? Like, it He's feels the like there the needs option, to be something. He? Well, that's it, yeah. Well, is he, though? Because you've got a captain Haaland every every week, so it's a mm. lot of money to have not for a captaincy
0: option. Fair point, fair point. Let's move on to the City and Arsenal blank that's coming up, Dan. Um, Plan towards that will be the... The big question right now um, I mean personally for me I've been planning towards it since the wild card was pulled game week 9 which I've already mentioned meant I've lost out quite a few points in the team at the same time by taking out the Arsenal players um, yeah Now I'm only sitting with two players in total from both of those teams, and that's Cancelo and Haaland. And I think at this point, for me, I'll just be looking to keep them on the bench, and I don't really want to lose any value in them. And to be honest with you, I don't think many will transfer them out other than maybe people on a wild card. Yeah,
1: no, I think you're spot on there as well, Stephen. I mean, I think... The reason people were quite happy to get rid of those Arsenal players after the international break was because it was Tottenham and Liverpool coming up.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: obviously, they both came out with that all guns blazing or three goals in quite both well. games. Yeah. Uh, the players that you expected to return have returned. Um, obviously, no clean sheets, but I don't think you're too bothered about that in the you uh, big You were expecting a
0: to...
1: nah. Yeah, well, that's it. Aye. And I mean, they've got Leeds up next and then them the blank in 12, it's Southampton and Forest. So unless you're sitting there with four, well, four, or, yeah, four or more players from those two teams, then you obviously you're going to be going into the game week with less than eleven players on the pitch. I'm going to guess by the value that people have built up, you probably don't mind moving it around. I mean, you won't want to move it around. Um, Jesus is probably the only one that, if you were desperate for 11 players that week, that you might jump on and jump off, because obviously he hasn't risen in price a great deal. Obviously, Martinelli hasn't. But don't, Saka might be around about the same price point. But I think if you've held Arsenal so far, you're holding... Yeah. Um, in terms of the city players, Haaland you would have probably well, you've got to keep a hold of him. His prices like skyrocketed, so you're gonna be losing a few pennies there if you decide to come off him because you are certainly gonna want to wanna to go back. And yeah, I'm the same as you with Cancelo, so um happy to bench him. Obviously he's had a couple of price rises as well. I mean out would out of the the four far, four of the top five-point scorers this season on Man City players, so it's going to be hard to come away from them just for the one game week. And for the Arsenal players, I think the fixtures are too good either side for you to even think about it at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, is it frustrating a bit that the blank in game week 12 was probably what swayed the decision to take out the Arsenal players?
1: Potentially, yeah. Um... 'Cause the yeah, fixtures weren't great,
0: up. but no. if they didn't have that blank, you I think you would have kept Martinelli. I probably would have kept Saka to be honest.
1: Yeah. I probably would have kept Martinelli over as a heart, to be honest with you. I mean it's easy Aye. for me to say that now, but that might have been the option. Like if it was Lee if it was Leeds Southampton and then Tottenham Man City, I probably would have well, I definitely would have kept Martinelli. So it's a little bit annoying, but the players I've brought in have done well. It's how I've mixed up the team and things like that. So I can't ruin it too much. But I think making those decisions between the Arsenal man City blank has been made a little bit easier by Arsenal doing well. If they had have got pumped in those two games, then you would have got rid of them dead quick.
0: Yeah. And because oh. and would you say because um, obviously Holland has Liverpool away up next, um, do you think the Arsenal players, for those that have stuck with them, will be a captaincy option?
1: Oh, it's a hard one, isn't it? I mean, mm. Jesus, did Jesus look like he had some sort of concussion or something at one he did, point? Did he, did, but he carried on. Great. Right, well, that's interesting. But sometimes you hear of things happening oh, after. Right. I mean, I've yet to see any pressers, but obviously the game was only yesterday. Uh, you, you, there's just something about captaining someone who's not a premium. Yeah, Martinelli's
0: cheap, isn't he? But he, is, he yeah. is a way nice price point at the moment, as we already know
1: by a fair bit as well, I'd imagine. Yeah. I think if FPL are going to start the season again now, they'll probably have them at about seven and a half, probably the same as Saka potentially.
0: Yeah. No, I totally agree. Totally agree.
1: But, uh, no, yeah, you're you're right. They do look like captaincy options, but probably only here, Zeus. It's going to be too hard to go against Haaland, mate. We've seen that Liverpool aren't doing well at the moment. It's going to be... The effect of ownership is still going to be well in excess of 100%, isn't it? So, I think it's... um, it's, it's Holland really isn't it if he plays then it's going to be Holland
0: that's interesting because that's not where my armband is at the moment but we'll get, we'll get into that a little bit later <laughs> we will <laughs> indeed Stephen um, I just thought before we we'll start talking about the next game
1: week, will it be fair Stephen probably going to be two game weeks potentially passed by the time we come back on the air maybe Potentially, uh, obviously there's some there's some midweek fixtures, but we'll sort that out, and uh, we'll keep everyone informed on the Twitter, anyways. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about our boys a little bit. Nine goals in two games. It's Lovely. the first time we've scored four or more goals in back-to-back Premier League games since 2001. Mm. interestingly.
0: since uh, Bobby, was
1: Yeah, I mean, if you cast your mind back to this timeless season, and we couldn't we couldn't pay for a fucking a goal, never mind <laughs> scoring nine and two. Are we like are we good? Are we Let's just let's cast our minds back a little bit again to us at the start of the season making our predictions where we predicted 10th mm. or 9th. I said 8th. Would, um, <laughs> Would any of those feel like a slight disappointment now because of how we're playing? Or do we just not need to get ahead of ourselves and realise that it is Fulham and Brentford that we've played? Although we've turned them over, they are like pretty bang average Premier League teams.
0: No, nah, I don't think you can be disappointed if we finish between 8th to 10th because it's still progression at the end of the day. And we'll have to be realistic. Um, we are still trying to improve. And Outside of the first 11, we don't have a very good team. Although Jacob Murphy did actually play well on the weekend, which was a bit of a surprise. And Longstaff
1: scored last weekend, mate. How I put some respect on the second <laughs> 11's name.
0: But I, I think we've got to be realistic and say if we do finish between there, we are still got to be happy. We don't want to progress too much because if we end up in Europe and we end up going backwards next season, let's just say we finish sort of 10th, then there'll be more frustration amongst the fans. So just steady progress for now is where we're at. But I do think we are really good. We've got a top four player in Bruno Gomares. He's up there with one of the best I've seen in black and white they've yeah. just they've just been analyzing them on Monday night football to be fair and when you think about it he is pretty much a complete midfielder can play any role and from an FPL perspective he's becoming a real option again especially if either longstaff or shelby if he comes back in the team play that deeper role
1: yeah yeah no you're spot on that it, it, it's been a bit funny with him because he, he had an injury for a couple of games in the games before that. I don't even think he got a goal or an assist. He may have picked up an assist. Mm. At the start of the season, he was quite highly owned. That's obviously talking about his flurry towards the end of the 21-22 uh, the season. Um, but we did tell people pre It was an anomaly, didn't we?
0: That's what we said. Mm.
1: We did say we weren't expecting it. Um, Obviously, in assist last game and two goals in the game just gone. He probably is going to spark a little bit more interest, especially his price point. I'd imagine he's probably dropped in price a little bit. Stephen, I'm sure you'll be able to have a quick check for us as well. Um, Have a quick look. He might be around 5.8, 5.9 now. The fixtures, I think the two best ones out of a little run are gone now. Wow, he's
0: 5.6.
1: Wow. Wow. Well, I wasn't expecting him to go that low. He must have had quite a bit of ownership at the start of the season then Stephen for him to drop that low.
0: I think it was but, in the um, 20s, in, wasn't he? 20% or something yeah. like that.
1: But what I would be saying as well, Stephen, don't look for this week. There's probably bigger fires to put out. Obviously, Man mm. United, Everton, Tottenham's the next three. Um, hard three fixtures, to be honest with you. Um, I think we'll be able to judge where we are as a team, especially after the Man United result. I had said um, on wildcard over the international break that I would like two points a game on average from the games from now until the end, till, till the World Cup. Um, obviously we've got six from two now, so that would mean a defeating Manu would still keep on track for two points a game.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that's gonna be the real test where we we'll really see where we're at. Manu are oh, miss missy at the moment, so it'd be that that'll be the real test.
0: No, I totally agree. I mean, our team's been still been playing really well. We've conceded the, the joint lease goals with only nine in total. Um from an attacking perspective. I have seen a picture on Twitter where we're in the top three for pretty much all stats. I've stuck it in there. It's it's top, uh, second top for shots, top for crosses, top for corners taken. We've hit the woodwork, the joint most. We've got the fourth most goals, and we've got the third most goals outside the box. So I think stats wise, we're looking really good. We're Mm. pressing really well at the minute. Two of our goals came from that yesterday as well. So I'm really happy with how we're performing at the moment. I don't know how you feel on it.
1: Oh, yeah, but, uh, but you can't ask for any more, really. It's, uh, even those French players are coming in and look like they're making a big difference. Uh, it's all rosy on Tyneside at the moment.
0: Definitely. We've still got players to come back to, haven't we?
1: Yeah, I mean, you've got Big Joe to come back, St. Maximin. Isak, I feel like, we haven't seen much of, and I'll be very, very interested, and I'm sure most football fans in general will be interested to see how he lines up with Wilson and Isak together. Yeah. and um, We've spoke about it a little bit, and I think we thought, well, he's had come off the right. Um, we've discussed that we don't think there's much chance of him playing a two up top because that would be hard to fit Maxian. Uh, yeah. He's not going to do any of the defensive work that you'd expect for someone playing in part of a midfield four. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see how it just works in general. I'm um, it, totally up in the air for me. I've got no idea how it's going to happen.
0: Nah, I don't know how we're going to fit all these decent players in the team, especially if we go out shopping a little bit in January as well
1: be very interesting to see who comes through the door just a quick one before we start talking about game week 11 and nick steven dan Byrne for england
0: you say that he's not going to get anywhere <laughs> near the other team is he really i yeah. mean he's, he is good cover because he can play left back or you know left center back in the back five as well but nah he's not going to be anywhere near the team i don't think um other than looking at pope and Trippier, he's looking for anything else in our team
1: no, I've discussed privately in our chats that Southgate's not going to pick anyone he hasn't already picked yeah. um, in previous in previous camps, and I mean, it's it's going to be a bit funny, you know, if if you look at it, you've got a bit of a left back identity problem if you've got Luke Shaw, Chilwell, and then you've just got Big Dan Byrne there, <laughs> it's, going to, it's going to look a bit uh, look a bit out of sorts, but yeah, um, Dan Burn's obviously. We've had a few questions, Stephen, about target. Now, I'm a little bit confused here. I mean, Dan Burns at the moment feels like he's got to play because he's playing so well. Bottoms playing really well. And obviously, the new in-fashion thing for managers and coaches to do with the centre-halves is having a definite right foot and a definite left foot. And obviously, it works. Do you know what I mean? It makes sense. It, it's going to be hard to... It, See Target come back in. I, I don't. If I seen a team when Dan Byrne wasn't in it and Target wasn't in it, I'd be perfectly fine with that. Mm. Um, I feel a bit sorry for Target really because he's done absolutely nothing wrong to be out of the out of, out of the starting eleven. To be honest with you, I thought maybe's against Fulham. It was certainly planned because you thought that. It's just Dan Byrne's obviously someone to go up against Miro. Obviously, we wasn't really needed much anyways. Mutual we coming over half an hour. And yeah. we thought it might have been something similar again with Tony. But Bottman and Shaw both could have dealt with Tony quite well in the air. And I think they did throughout the game. It's when the time going to be for Target to come back in. You'd probably earmark midweek fixtures for game week 12 to come back in. But yeah. FBL wise certainly, you're not touching there yet. It's trip well You could go for Shaw or Botman, but I think most people will be happy with and Why wouldn't you be?
0: Yeah, it's gotta be a trip. Yeah, I mean, on the point of target, um, I would have no issue with playing two left footers as centre backs. I wouldn't have an issue with seeing what Byrne and Botman's like, um, with mm-hmm. obviously Target as left back. But I don't think he's gonna go there for the the reason you mentioned before that they like to have a right footer and a left footer at the back. Yeah, yeah,
1: I think that's what's gonna happen. I think it's gonna go forward, and it's good to have definitely good to have good cover like Target there. I bet um. Aston I wish they had a player like Target playing left-back for them the night, but isn't to be? Stephen, game week 11 is on the horizon. Is there any... Pl- oh, I, I want to hear about your potential captaincy change there, because um, that's very out of sorts.
0: Yeah, well, Haaland's got Liverpool. I expect them to score. I expect everyone to captain them. That's just the standard these days, isn't it? But mm. we're sitting here with a Spurs player in our team, and yes, Everton have been good at the back. From the beginning of the season two, even last night, they were still okay at the back. But Everton at home for Son, it's got to be a captaincy option, surely. Stephen, he didn't
1: even look great on the weekend, I didn't think either. He looked very good finish. For, I was going to say, good finish for the offside, but mm. other than that half an hour flurry. I mean, I was I was seeing comments about his performance in midweek, um, in the Champions League, and yeah. people were saying that he looks he looks off. People were saying he looked like he'd been Jeffrey Dahmer. He was just <laughs> walking walking around like he just didn't know what was going on. Other than the half an hour flurry, Stephen, and the probably including Champions League games, and I, I think maybe it's the League Cup game, but it's about fourteen games this season so far. We've only seen half an hour half an hour from him, and that was against a poor Leicester team when he was probably put his no he had his put nose put out a little bit yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they kept the same system as they did on the weekend with the two up top and they played Richarlison against his former club because he's got that that bite to want to do something like that and get the headlines and things like that I wouldn't even be that surprised if he was dropped to be honest pal
0: oh I didn't see that man how man. Got the cup. The <laughs> like on on him.
1: <laughs> well, he can take it. <laughs> He's
0: we'll up against Seamus sure Coleman, you... man. How are? You, man? <laughs> how are you?
1: Not if the player two up top though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just put the vice on Haaland, you will be fine.
0: <laughs> That's where it is at the minute. But you know, someone's, <laughs> someone's going to come off the bench, isn't he? For one point, I know. Since you said our last, um, I'm going to have to change right. this. I'm going to have to change this live on air right now.
1: Uh, yeah, just out of curiosity, though, Stephen Bowen. If you were wanting to come away from Haaland, I mean, Bowen's not very highly loan, so there may be quite a lot of listeners that aren't on him. Mm. But he's got Southampton away. He scored twice since the international break. Um, obviously, that's two and two. A bit of a lucky penalty, you could say, for him to be awarded it. There was definitely some worse decisions on the weekend, though, I must say. Yeah. Um, Southampton looking shite. Bowen's at home. No, he's not. He's away, but still a good option.
0: Um, yeah. it's interesting that he's on pens on... now as well I think that does cement him as a, a good option in FPL even at his price point which was 8.5 at the beginning I think it is justified now that he's on pens
1: yeah yeah. so I think I think if I was going to come away from Haaland although the Everton fixture on the paper does look good for Son I think Bowen would be a very good differential
0: captain well you've made me change my armband live uh, so me, I'm feel? sorry
1: I'm sorry, and if if something pops off then I'm extremely <laughs> very sorry. sorry,
0: yeah, you better be <laughs> transfers this week, Dan, what we're looking at.
1: You know what is I haven't got anything planned. I mean, I'm I am i I'm not burning the transfer. I feel like I don't want to. There's certainly some players in my team that haven't got favourable fixtures. Um I'm talking about Trippier, and Man United, but he's going nowhere. Wilson and Man United, he's not going anywhere. Um, it just looks like um, I'm, I'm going to have to make, wait for anything that happens at potentially Champions League midweek Yeah. Um, and see how it goes. I mean, I've currently got Pereira playing Bournemouth, but oh, there's nothing that really jumps out of us as looking like a fight and a burn, to be honest with you. But I'll find something, whether that that could well be a goalkeeping transfer, to be honest with you. I've got £5.2 million wrapped up in Pope and the Newcastle... Double up and defensively isn't looking very tasty. I think the two fixtures that are aiming for the clean sheet points have gone potentially. Um, I think we're we're looking at
0: the back, but we're just prone to conceding one. We're like Crystal Palace in a way. We're good at the back, have good stats, but we just still concede one every now and then, don't we?
1: Yeah, and obviously five point two. Uh, Pope cost me, so I can pretty much go to any goalkeeper barring um Allison and Edison and Lorisa, I think. Yeah. Um, so I'll have a little look. I was going to say there that Ramsdale might be an a kind of option for getting that there's a game week 12 blank for their team. So I'll yeah. have a little scout around to see who looks good from now into the World Cup. And it might just be something as boring as that, to be honest.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would watch with Andreas as well, because when Willian plays, he seems to play a lot deeper and he's not on set pieces. So that's there's question marks around him. But I think William missed the last game um, and that's why he returned. So, yeah, keep an eye on him at the moment. Um, my transfer... Yeah which are benchmarked for this game week was Metro in for Tony, but I right. haven't really got much news on Metro at the minute, have we, other than he missed the last game and Bournemouth seem to be playing a lot better now under this new manager. So Bournemouth, yeah. Bournemouth at home is probably not as as easy as a game as it was at the start of the season. No, I think you're right. And a little bit on Metro though, Stephen, um, before
1: this game week, um, Marco Silva was talking about Mipro's injury and it was saying that it was the injury that he had picked up for Serbia. Mm. However, after he picked up the injury, he then played another game for Serbia and then started against Newcastle. So it's not that serious. And I think Silva had said something along the lines of, if he doesn't play on the weekend, he will certainly be playing the next week. Oh, that just shows, so I believe he is going to be playing now. I'll be, still be waiting for the press as you've got plenty of time to make your decision.
0: Yeah. He's dropping in price as well.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say price isn't gonna be an issue for you. No. So, um, yeah, maybe just keep an eye on it, and you never know. He might, might drop again. To be honest with you,
0: yeah, if he drops again, definitely. I think I'm going to be looking to go there. I've got Tony at the minute, who's got Brighton at home. Not a bad game, not a bad fixture for them. But, meat rose fixtures: Bournemouth at home, Villa at home, leads away, then Everton at home up until game week Very 15. Right. So, I think they're good enough to to go there.
1: Yeah. Is would the, would you be questioning anything about me having Callum Wilson in my squad at the moment, Stephen? Obviously we've talked about Bohm, uh, sorry, Man United, Everton and Tottenham's the next three, but I just feel like he's one of those players who can score against anyone.
0: Yeah, I think he's exactly that. He score against anyone, um obviously he's on pens. Maybe there might be question marks when Isaac does come back because mm. I don't think he's gonna play Wilson ninety minutes of every game. So until no. then I think he's a keep. Yeah.
1: I think you're spot on there Stephen and uh we've been rattling on now for a good 35 minutes. Yes. So shall we wrap it up there then?
0: We shall. Yes, game week 11's on the horizon. Best luck to everyone this game week and yeah, fingers crossed for another green arrow.
1: Yes, and fingers crossed for and Newcastle win against Man United. I will catch you later Stephen.
0: I'll catch you later mate. Take care.
1: Cheers for listening. Bye.
0: Bye.